Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Price drop, time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Hey everybody, it's Lyle. Just a reminder that I am going on tour to do Therapy Gecko live in several cities across the United States, and I would love to see you there. I will be interviewing random folks from the audience up on stage, and absolutely anything could happen. It will be very fun, very terrifying, and very gecko-y. You can find the link to get tickets in your city in the episode description. Okay, let's get into the podcast. I'll be right back, okay? Hello? Hi, is this Lyle? Uh, yeah. What's, uh, going on? Um, I've been in the hospital the last few days, hanging mm-hmm. out with my dad. Because mm-hmm. he almost died. But he's okay now. But that's the only, like, kind of thing that's got me down right now. My life otherwise is pretty great. Well, how did he almost die? So, my dad's kind of got a potato for a heart. And um, a few years back, he had a heart attack. And after that, his heart stopped. Um, And he had pneumonia, too. And he also smokes, like, four packs a day and eats, like, a stick of butter every other day. Um, Anyways, he was in the hospital for a while. They had to give him a defibrillator put even more stents in his heart. He's got like six stents in his heart. Um, along down the line, he keeps smoking. The last few months, he's been struggling getting around and um, went into the doctors because his defibrillator kept kicking off. He couldn't even sleep anymore because it was like almost by the hour. And um, his heart was at like 15%. Two thirds of his heart was dead. Like his arteries were blocked. So... He went in to do an emergency bypass surgery, Um, but that had to be delayed because there was so much fluid in his lungs. But they basically rebuilt his heart uh, using arteries from his arms and legs because literally he's got like kind of a new heart. How do they rebuild a heart? The plan. I guess neither of us know the nuts (laughs) and bolts answer to that question, but. No, no, not like a robot heart, but. Mm. Um, so years ago, you know, when they were like doing chest compression to restart his heart, they'd broken his ribs and all of the arteries healed back into the ribs. So they couldn't use any parts of his heart alive or dead. So they opened up his arm and his legs and took some arteries from there and stitched them into his heart. Inch, okay, so it's like when you get plastic surgery and they take a little bit of your shoulder and they put it into your boobs. 
Yes, it heart. is exactly like that. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was. I can't lie, I was hecka nervous. Um, what, how's he doing now? <clears throat> He's got a new heart. Excuse me. Um, he's kind of, you know, struggling, rough, can't really breathe, can't really walk. He's upset all the food here sucks, and I tried it. The apple juice here tastes like piss. Dude, there's nothing good there at all? No. Like, I've been trying the things that they've been giving him. Like, oh, everything here sucked. I feel like mm. it's prison food. Hmm. Um... Well, I feel like what what kinds of stuff does your dad eat now that he has a new heart? I'm sure his diet is probably very restricted. Um, well, he's not supposed to really have any more butter. He's got to cut down the sodium. Um, he really needs to stop eating so much toast, bread, for real. Really? What's wrong with bread? Um, oh, that dude could eat like half a loaf of bread in a day. A man loves sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah, it really. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know who like really it was that 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 designed the human body. I don't know anything about that, but it, it was designed poorly mm-hmm. because all the things that are delicious they make us die, and uh, the things yeah. that are healthy, you know, they're like whatever, like lettuce and stuff. I mean, lettuce is fine, but. It does, that doesn't make sense to me. Why would they program uh, us so that things that are delicious are bad? I feel like that's counterintuitive. I don't know, to teach us discipline or something? I thought life was supposed to be all about lessons. But again, I didn't I didn't meet the man who made all the rules, so I don't know. Uh, you are... Your life is better outside of this, right? That's what you said? Um, you said that life is going good other than this? Yes, I was um, I was listening to your podcast Tuesday, and you talked about how the majority of people's problems stem from relationships with other people or things that are out of their control. Um, mm. And I've been thinking about that. And even though that is like the pretty much number one worldwide problem, it doesn't make it any less painful. And... I've been trying to figure out how to cope with that. Like, this experience has been different from the last one because I'm kind of seeing my dad almost like a kid. You know how, like, you expect to get to that age and you start taking care of your parents, you know? Well, I just turned 19 yesterday, but I've kind of been taking care of my dad for, like, the last two years. But even the last time he was in the hospital, um, I wasn't here, like, eight hours a day, you know? Like, I'd come by and I'd visit, stay overnight every once in a while, but, like, it feels different, I guess, taking mm-hmm. care of him. Like, feeding him and, like, cleaning or, up his or where and, where's What's up with your mom and the rest of your family? Where's everybody else? Um, so, my dad's entire family sucks. Um, and also, my dad self-isolates, so my mom is in a really bad relationship with a cheating husband that she just refuses to leave. And he doesn't like me. Um, so they kicked me out and let my niece move in. So, um, I don't know, like my mom loves me, but she's like, 
really got that. Um, she's a really Christian lady, and I don't know. She's got that. What's that called? I don't know the word, but like basically, it's ingrained into her that like the husband is the head of the household. It's God and then the Lord, or whatever. They're both the same. Sorry, the Lord, your husband, and then you. And so she kind of just takes his side with everything, even when it's unreasonable. Mm. So you're you're taking care of him all by yourself. He, he doesn't have a significant other that's with him. Or you don't have any siblings that are with you. Um, all of my siblings are four plus years older than me and also it's really sad my dad's kind of a shitty person um so i'm the only kid he's ever raised every other woman he had a kid with did not want him around the kid and hence took the kid <laughs> interesting why do you say that he's a shitty person um narcissist abusive bipolar anger issues which you know being mentally ill doesn't make you a bad person but you know you can't excuse awful and rude behavior towards people just because you're mentally ill mm-hmm. you know so has he has he been uh you know okay so you're you're the youngest correct yes and were you kind of the one where he was like, okay, I, I was shitty to uh, all the other sort of opportunities, all the other daughters that I've had, and now they're older and they don't like me, but okay, here's one last chance, and I'm going to really you know, give it a shot? Or was he shitty to you as well? I don't think it was on purpose, you know? I got, I was an accident. Um, so he's like in his sixties and he comes from that generation where they were told to shove down all their trauma. So they didn't heal. So they're all like emotionally stunted. Um, I haven't really figured it out. My dad kind of avoids the question when I ask like why he chose me because he's, he's like 15 years older than my mom. Um, my mom was uh, an immigrant. It was her first year when she ended up having me. So she was still illegal at the time. Um, and it was such a weird dynamic. He made me hate my mom growing up and he lied to me for so long. Um, and like his justification was that he, he got my mom deported to keep me here in America because being raised in America is, you know, so much better. He got um, your mom deported. But then ended yeah he got your mom deported how how does him getting your mom deported keep you here well no no no. there wasn't relevance in that it was just adding to the story of like my dad told me all these lies so long story short he just ended up doing a really bad job because um he he's not the smartest man i've ever met especially financially um, so he's kind of always been poor. We grew up super poor. So he was just working all the time. He would let out work anger on me because, you know, super duper bad anger issues. And has your tried, relationship... but he did a really shitty job. Has your relationship with him improved at all or has it kind of stayed at the same shitty baseline for, you know, most of your life? Um, it changed for a few months, but it wasn't really 
real. He finally ended up meeting this girl, and it was a horrible situation. That's a whole other story. She moves in like two months after they met, and he just completely changes. And he's talking to me nice. He's, he's not cursing at me anymore. He he does all these things for this woman. He would cook for her, and he would clean. Like my dad did not take care of me as a kid. Um, my dad's best friend, who I call my uncle, is the person who basically raised me because he wasn't、mm. really a dad. Um, so he was nice for a few months, and then she ended up ghosting him. She like stopped taking her meds, just packed up all her things one day, left, blocked him, everything, didn't even say anything, and he like completely broke. And that was really hard to watch. And he kind of like reverted back, but into like an even worse version because he wasn't really just like angry anymore. He was like depressed, like super depressed. Where, where is、um, uh, our relationship? Your dad's uncle right now is he? I mean, not your dad's uncle, your uncle, your dad's friend right now is he not in the picture? So,、um, my dad, being not the nicest guy, has this tendency to push everybody away and treat everybody really horribly. And right around the age of thirteen,、um, they he already kind of treated him like shit. He was just super rude to him. Ordered him around like a dog, you know. And one day,、um, my uncle's one of my uncle's family members died. He didn't find out till two days before the funeral. The funeral's in Illinois, which is like an eight-hour drive. And he really wanted to go. And my dad was like, "No, you can't go. You have like you have to stay here. We can't plan that." He was so mad that he just left anyway. You know, he went to the funeral, and he comes back, and my dad. Was literally pretending like he didn't exist. I remember for a week straight, like he wouldn't acknowledge him, he wouldn't respond to him, he wouldn't talk to him. And one morning, it was just like normal, and I was getting ready for school, and I just said bye, and he said bye, see you after school. And I came home, and all his things were packed, and he was gone, and I didn't hear from him for like five years. So now he's still in Illinois.、Um, He just got married, but we don't really talk like that anymore. So, what has been keeping you taking care of your father if you have had all these bad experiences with him? I think my only. Reasoning now, and I don't know why I feel this way. I, I feel like invalid for agreeing with everyone else because, like, I've talked to real therapists and I've talked to my friends and I've talked to my mom, and everyone's just like, "You just need to leave and cut this man out of your life." You know, like he only dragged me down, but it's like I feel bad because all he has and he's all alone, and I would not want to die alone. And so I just, I just want to be there for him every day, you know. Tell me more about what your real therapists have told you about this. So she says、um, I have a abandonment issue, understandably, and I have a problem letting things go. And even when you know people hurt me. I justify it because I, I, I just see everybody as myself. You know, just a little human doing the best they can with the level of consciousness they have. And 
she thinks that I I need to keep him blocked out of my life. Like there are times where he's kicked me out so many times and he'll block me for a few months and then unblock me, you know, and he's like, why haven't you talked to me? And she always thinks I just need to keep him gone because, you know, he does kind of bring me down sometimes. But I love him. I could never hate him. Mm. I don't know. I just don't agree with her on that standpoint. Yeah. Like, yeah. she thinks I should, she tells me I should put myself first. And I agree mm-hmm. with that. I always try to. But this one thing, this one thing really got me, man. What one thing? My dad. Hmm. The whole situation. Let me ask you this. Is there, um, you know, what do you think you are giving up or sacrificing uh, of yourself in your life, if anything, to take care of your dad? My mental health and okay. my physical health. Okay. Um, and time to be invested doing schoolwork and also going my actual jobs uh okay so it's a lot off like i haven't been to work the last few days it's going to be a few more days and like i've been financially independent since i was you know a young teen so money is important because we live in a horrible time (laughs) where everything is super expensive yeah we do we do um you know, this is this is interesting, um, Jess. Uh, I, I, you are sacrificing a lot of yourself to take care of this guy who hasn't been great to you, but is your father. You have uh, lots of people, um, your therapist, people, uh, you know, with legitimate care and concern for you who are telling you that you shouldn't be making those sacrifices and um, you don't agree with them. It seems like there's a lot of dissonance between, okay, should I do this? Should I be doing this? Am I doing the right thing? And fuck, I'm, 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 I'm sitting here uh, with you right now wondering the same exact thing. Uh, I think, uh, or not really think, I have this feeling that I would feel guilty if I chose to leave and took care of myself because he would just be dealing with strangers, you know? Well, uh, you know, again, I'm wrestling all of this in my head. I think that Whatever you decide to do, I don't think you should feel guilty about either way. I don't think that there is a clear... Well, I haven't quite figured out... Wrong I haven't figured out how to not feel guilty about it. And see, that's how I feel, because I'm like, well, it should be valid either way, because I am my own human. It's not like, you know, I I, I asked to be born, and it's not like he, he... made me just to be his caretaker you know like I am my own individual mm-hmm. but I don't know man you know something about human relationships and 
connections and the human brain being wired to care about other people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It is. Yeah, it does make decisions hard because I'm I'm, I'm sitting here. At least my thought process with this is like, uh, you know, what is important in life? Is it important to you that you sacrifice of yourself for other people, even if they don't deserve it, just because that's what you want to do? That's what you uh, you know, as a human being in a weird way, because yes, you are your, your, you, you are your own human being and you get to make your decisions and justify them however you want. And with that, you can make your executive decision that, you know what, it's important to me to sacrifice of myself for this guy, even if he might not deserve it, because that's just my life philosophy. That's how I feel I should live. And you know what, that would be okay. And it would also be just as okay for you to go, you know what, this guy doesn't deserve it and it's important for me to figure out my own stuff because I'm young and I got to take care of myself here and I need to do these things that are important to me and that's my life philosophy and, and that would be okay too. And both of them are decisions uh, that you would be making as your own independent person uh, and and as a person who gets to decide what is important to them in their life. And those are really hard decisions to make, especially very young. You know, I'm still making those decisions. Everyone listening to this is still making their decisions on what is important to them in life. Uh, it's 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 hard to navigate. It really, really is. But I don't think either way, you know, the guilt seems like it's the big thing here. And I'm telling you, whichever thing you decide to do, you know, if you if you decide to take care of him and you feel guilty about neglecting other aspects of your life, if you decide not to take care of him and you feel guilty about leaving him, uh, the the guilt to me has no has no place because you're sitting here really, truly truly doing the best you can here and this is a hard hard thing and you're a thinking feeling person doing the best you can with this situation and so why why feel guilty when you did the best you could you know everything that was in your control you really gave patient deep thought to it you didn't just throw it by the wayside you, you thought about this decision really long and really hard and you made whatever the best one was with the information and the feelings you had at the time and I think that's a lot and I don't think it's something to be you know f feeling feeling guilty or or um you know, regretful about whatever you decide because you you really are doing your best here. I don't have any of that made sense. It was really... No, it, it made sense. It did make me think a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. oh, you're right. I I am just doing the best I, I can with what I'm I'm feeling. And 
I really want to put myself first. I think that's what I'm feeling. I think mm-hmm. that's why I've been feeling so bad. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I, I have to do this for some like moral value or standard that I hold. Mm-hmm. But I don't well, as think you said- that... No, go ahead. I want to I want to hear the rest of your thoughts. Sorry. Oh. I it is I think it is okay if I am not emotionally capable of handing, handling some things in my life. Mhm. Even if they seem really detrimental. I think it mm-hmm. is okay to know how much I can handle and be able to walk away from that. And I don't know why I've been avoiding that. Mhm. I agree. I think that's okay too because you're as you said, you could you, you know, you you get to make your own decisions about all these things, you know. There's no I mean, fuck, this this moral standard that you're talking about, it's it's not defined by anyone except for you. And and it can be malleable. And you don't want it to you know, hold you hostage to things that don't serve you. I don't know why I stopped living my life like that. I used to live my life like that all the time to to keeping the things in my life that served me. And when they no longer served me, I would let go. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your validation. Yeah, I, I appreciate you um, being so vulnerable on the on the phone here with us. And uh, I I feel um, that burden is not the word. Maybe not like annoying. Well, maybe a little annoying. I feel I feel really alone because I feel bad. Like talking to people about it because it's just like you know like what can they say it's just like oh like i'm sorry like that's awful you know what i i tell people you know they're like oh what's wrong like you've been down lately you've been so busy and it's like oh you know my dad's in the hospital i've been dealing with a lot of stuff um when he when he kicked me out i was i was homeless for like the last month and a half and i don't what's that word i guess i just felt embarrassed that that was my life even though I couldn't control it you know and so I've been struggling talking to people about it mm-hmm. you talk to a therapist about it don't you I have not so we actually had our last sex- session like six months ago mm-hmm. um, the last time I talked to her was, was about two weeks ago for um my FAFSA because you know I needed like documentation of homelessness and she's been around my dad has kicked me out so many times so like I didn't really talk to her really explain it like everything that was going on I just let her know my situation so she could help me fill out some legal forms mm-hmm. um Jess I I again I think you should do you know, whatever you decide you're going to do. But uh, if you do decide 
that you are going to um, stop sacrificing the things that you've been sacrificing and go and live your life. Um, I want you to really lean into that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it sounds like you're holding on to, like, you're, like, embarrassed to talk about it. You know, it says you, you seem like you're embarrassed that you, you were ever sacrificing any of those things. Um, and it, it's not going to be as easy as just doing it. You know, obviously you're working through a lot of emotional turmoil through this, but uh, I hope you let that shit go. Because uh, you're young and you got a whole I'm lot of fine. life ahead of you. And, uh, uh, I know, I, I have all these great things I want to focus on. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's really wonderful. And I, I, I hope that uh, you, you let all that shit go and that you dive into the the wonders of uh, the life you have ahead of you. That's kind of my... Maybe that's what I'm going to try and start doing and not feel guilty about it. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that. I think uh, I think you're going to do it, too. Um, Thank just, you, Lyle. Of course. I've been listening to you for like a year and a half. <laughs> well, I meant to ask when I started yeah. the call, how are mm -hmm. you today? How are you doing? How am I doing? Um, I'm a, I'm a gecko on the computer. I'm hanging out. I'm riding the wave of life. But um, but listen, Jess. You know, before we go, uh, is there anything else that we didn't get to, or anything else that you want to say to the people of the computer um, before we go? And I want to thank you again oh for yeah, uh, for sharing all of this. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to shout myself out because yesterday was my birthday, and um, it was the first like actual fun birthday I've ever had. Usually my birthday sucks, so my friends were there for me. Um, and what I've been trying to learn since turning 19 in the last few hours um, is to live in the present. You talk about this sometimes. You're not just, not just not being on the phone or Instagram scrolling, but I mean actually absorbing all the information and appreciating all these things. I think I take a lot of things for granted. And I'm really grateful that you answered my call. Mm -hmm. I feel really lucky. Well, thank you for sharing, Jess, and uh, sincerely, sincerely good luck to you. Thank you, Lyle. You have a good day. You too. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay. What's your name? My name is Jesse. Jesse. What's going on with you today, Jesse? Mm -hmm. So, so I guess to start, there's, so my girlfriend and I have known each other for like six years, like since the start of high school until now. Um, 
And during those six years, we were like just friends, the best of friends. Um, I got a huge crush on her, like pretty immediately, but I I thought she didn't feel the same. So I just, I, I had to get over my broken heart. Um, about three years ago, we started just doing things like going out to movies together. We started getting dinner together, uh, basically dating, not dating. And then a month ago, uh, she asked me out. So now we are. Um, but my problem is, uh, we both, we, we both like talked about it and we both want to because neither of us have had our first kiss before. Mm. Um, but every time I try, like I, I'll hype myself up. I'll be like, I'll plan this whole thing out. Uh, I'll just let it do its thing. And then when the moment's right, I just go for it. But every time the moment hits, uh, I get super cold feet and I completely abort the mission. And I don't know how to mm. not do that. I, Cause I really like her and I think she really likes me. And she said that she wants me to be her first kiss too. So I don't know why we both keep getting cold feet. Interesting. I don't know why you guys keep getting cold feet either. So you both, this is this, you, you and this, you and this girl are dating. Yes. Okay. We are both like very dating. comfortable with each other. Okay. And yet but neither, and neither of you have, 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 um, have kissed each other before or have kissed anyone before. Yes. I think the closest she's come is like, she used to have a boyfriend and I think like he kissed her on the cheek and she hated it. So, I guess that's she her Okay, because that's listen. Because this—that's what I was thinking here. Is um, I mean, look, nowhere in the laws of how human beings must live their life does it state that you have to kiss anyone. You know what I'm saying? If you guys are just simply, you know, you could be ace. You ever thought about that? I don't know, cause it. And I know this is so. I know this is weird, cause we're both. No, no, lay it on me. <laughs> we're both like so. We're both twenty-one. We're both. Neither of us feel like this should be like a hard step for us to take, cause we're really comfortable with each other. And like I said, every time I keep trying, like I work myself up, and I'm like, I'm an adult. This is the night. I'm gonna do it finally. And then at the last second, I feel like like a teenage boy and I get so scared and I completely back out. What are you, what are you scared of necessarily? If you could try real hard to think about it and put it into words. Um, I get, I guess I'm scared that like she, when she said that like she had a guy kiss her on the cheek and she super hated it. She like really stressed that point. Okay. And I guess I really don't, I like it. It feels like we should know what we're doing. <laughs> so it feels like when that moment happens, like I should just know what I'm doing. I should go for it and stop being such a baby about it. And I guess I want, it sounds so like childish, but like I want to give her a good first kiss. <laughs> okay. So her boyfriend kissed her on the cheek and she hated it. Mm-hmm. Does she just not, and, and that, freaks you out because you don't want to kiss her and have her hate it I guess so yeah do you and I go ahead what were you gonna say 
And I like I've asked friends about this and they all they to the point where they I think they're getting frustrated because I keep mentioning this and they keep, keep saying just do it. And I don't know why I can't just get over it and just do it. And I, I'm pretty sure she feels the same. Okay, let's really break down when you say get over it. Let's really break down what it is that we're getting over here. Like the fear. Break it down for me in whatever words you you feel like you can use. Because I, you know, I, I asked you, I asked you that earlier, and you said, you know, yeah, you just kind of you just kind of mentioned that, um, you know, her. You mentioned stuff about you know her boyfriend kissed her and she hated it, but I feel like I I didn't, you know, really be honest with yourself here because I I feel like I didn't really get a good answer to that question about what's going on in your head specifically. So do do your best mm-hmm. to be honest with that answer. I think I think it scares me cuz like I I really don't want to like try it cuz it like I know that nobody's first kiss is perfect and I I know that like even though we're both like we're both pretty old compared to like everybody else's first kiss I get I guess it feels like there's an expectation that like, yeah, it's not going to be perfect, but it feels like we really should, like, know what we're doing. And it feels like the, I guess, like, the moment I I get to the moment of wanting to kiss her and then I completely freak out and back out, I guess that's just, I, I'm, like, avoiding not wanting to mess it up. I guess I'm avoiding wanting to give her a really bad kiss and having okay. a terrible time. Okay, great. Okay, great, great, great. So it is it's a from a fear of failure in a sense. I guess it is, yeah. Okay. And it's from a fear of failure uh due to like a crushing weight of of expectations of how things should be at a certain age and in a certain situation. Yeah. Now that sounds okay. really right. Okay. <laughs> Cool. All right, great. All right, so cool. Now we know what we're dealing with. Um, yeah. Wow, yeah. Have you talked to to her about that? Uh, sort of. We keep saying it in a joking matter where, like, oh my gosh, well, we, why are we both so scared of this? Haha. But I, she keeps saying that she would like to kiss me and I kiss her as cheesy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, these, these expectations of how things should be, forget about the kissing thing for a while. It's just the general, I just think, you know, Jesse, your life in general is going to be uh, better if you abandon the expectations of how things should be in a certain situation just in general forget about the specific situation that you're in but in general living by the the again the expectations of how things should be at a certain age in a certain situation is just something that would would be of great benefit to get over nobody gets over it completely 
but you work on it a little bit mm-hmm. day by day and it and, and the expectations become a little bit less heavy. And so if anything, look at this as a situation, as an opportunity to say, you know what, I really genuinely don't care what other people think I should be have done or should be doing by the age of 21 in my particular romantic situation i really don't fucking care because i live my own life yeah and then you and and same to this 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 girl that you're with like she should feel empowered in a similar way and i hope that both of you uh summon that empowerment and, and then do the thing that you are uh, desiring to do but afraid to do. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. Good, good. Um, yeah, I like well, this as an opportunity. Than I thought it was going to be. That's why I wear the gecko costume. Unassuming. <laughs> um, Jesse, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, I hope you all have good days. Um, I guess, thank you again. This was, this yeah, was very sure. helpful. Good. I'm <laughs> stoked to hear that. And, um, good luck to you in, in uh, your endeavors in the future, romantic or otherwise. Yeah, thank you. Bye, everyone. Um... That was interesting. I uh, I think that was an interesting microcosm of a situation where uh, expectations societally about, again, what you should be doing in a certain situation at a certain age just are, like, paralyzing. And that's, that's a whole... I mean, even in that situation, it's a whole thing to get over. But that's just a general thing that a lot of people in a lot of situations have. It's important to get over. It's something I have myself. A lot of people have it. And so this just felt like a little in her life, in her life, hopefully, getting over this kissing thing helps her get over that, you know, dealing with other people's expectations in a variety of situations that both her and this other girl might experience in her life. And so I hope it's it's um, fruitful in that way. I am a gecko. Uh, what is your name? It's Ryan. What's going on with you, Ryan? Not much, not much. Just hanging out. I saw the morning stream notification pop out, so I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. And usually when I call, it just it just goes straight to line is busy. So I was like, "Well, fuck it." And then I called this time, and it went straight through. I was like, "Oh shit!" Ryan, it says here that you real on God situation. It says here that you have a a theory that you would like to talk about called Frogner's glory hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I told this to the guys at work, and it didn't really go the way I wanted it to be perceived. So I got a question for you. So, okay. let's say you're... Actually, I'm not even going to put up a place. It's too complicated. 
So you're getting a blowjob, the best one you've ever had, or you get the offer okay. for one, right? So the deal is you don't like you get blindfolded and you don't ever get to know what it is. Do you try to look or do you just decline the offer? Okay, so you are blindfolded getting the best blowjob of yeah. your life. Uh, do, the worst. Should you, should you look or not look? That's what you're asking? Well, I mean, okay, so there's there's rules, of course, but my, my, what, my what first the, question is, would you attempt to look or would you just... The rules are that if you look, it, it just disappears. But I would like to know if your natural curiosity... Would he get the best of you, or would you just take the nut for what it is? I uh, so I, I feel like it would be I feel like it would be beneficial. See, it's hard. It's hard because you know, on one hand, it's like the blindfoldedness, the mystery of it, could be a large contributing factor to the sexual experience as a whole, right? So. Regardless right. of, of what you see when you take the blindfold off, you are now removing a a strong variable uh, that, that could have been an important variable in the pleasure of the blowjob. Does that make sense? Right. So to, to look would be to crumble the entire experience that is making would, 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 to look would be to remove uh, uh, what could possibly be an important variable into uh, how much pleasure you are receiving. That's that's one way of looking at right. it. The other way of looking at it is you are receiving, um, you know, a lot of pleasure. It is the best blowjob of your life. Perhaps when you take off the blindfold and you see what is going on down there, it actually gives you greater insight that you can use. You know, maybe maybe the blindfoldedness, maybe the lack of of, of sensory, um, you know, uh, of being able to see was not the important variable. And you look down and you go, "Oh, that is actually what is making this feel so powerful." And and then you can use that moving forward as knowledge for what makes you uh you know sexually peak and it's 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 hard to tell it's really a gamble either way does that does that any, anything that i said just make sense yeah 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 but uh what was it okay so now now let's get on on to what is it called brass tax the rules okay so number one rule is you'll never know what it is it could be a fucking robot could be some guy down the street could be your neighbor it's it's anybody it's an open it's an open table but you never know Got and it. see whenever i brought that up everybody at work was like that's gay what if it's a guy and i said you can't i was like that's not the point of the fucking question <laughs> it's either it's either yes or no question you know no like, but uh, but hold on but hold on know. okay but, but hold on what if but here's the thing what if it is a guy and it is gay, but then you're like, oh, I w like getting blowjobs from guys. And then you know that about yourself now, and then you go on and you, you live a happier life with that knowledge. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, you cannot, you cannot deny what you don't know. I don't understand this game anymore. <laughs> just for the... <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, now it's just a just a hypothetical question that I randomly made up. How many how many uh, yeah, different me, groups of people voted this by Ryan? About two. Okay. Two or three. By the way, you said this this theory is called Frogner's glory hole. Who is Frogner? Shrug. No, Shrug. You don't know who Shrugner is? Oh, Schrodinger. is like the the Schrodinger. That's his name. Fuck. <laughs> Ryan, are you high right now? I'm not sure what you just said. Ryan, I'm going to let you get back to whatever it is you were doing before you called. You too. What's your name? Uh, I'm Josh. Josh. Josh, it says here that uh, you, you recently waterboarded your friend at the beach the other day because on my podcast I said that waterboarding is not that bad. That is true. That's correct. Okay. All right. So I do remember it saying was- that. I do remember saying that. Um, why? And I remember saying that because it's just water. So tell so me what I, happened. So tell I'm, me. T- I'm the guy he waterboarded. Oh, I, you're the guy who got waterboarded. So I'm his friend Kyle. Okay. Hey, I'm how's the going, one who Kyle? Yes. Okay. All right. So tell us, was it that I'm bad? Because right I, I do remember saying that on the podcast. It was. Uh, it was. It, it was worse. Like, the reason I let him do it was because I also thought that it wasn't that bad. Right. It's just and fucking it water. was every bit as bad as, as I thought it would be. I st- well, even so though you're does, saying that, I still don't believe it's somehow, that bad. I will tell you, I don't understand the science behind it, but the way that it happens is it's, it, like, shoots the water right up your nose. Because you're supposed to lay back, and it shoots the water up your nose to the back of your throat. It's miserable. Well, I can tell you, I did this to him, and I do not think I could handle having someone do it to myself. He lasted a half a second yeah, before. It I thought he was going to throw up. I just turned away. It was rough. I, I've always assumed it'd be like putting a rag on your face in the shower, and it's not that. It's not that at all. I thought that, okay, so like, yeah, if you take a shower, and let's say you have a washcloth, and you put it over your face, and then you look up at the shower head while it's running, is that not the same thing as being waterboarded? It's, it's not, because the water has to run backwards, like, up your face a little bit. Because when they do it, they lay you down flat, and I guess the way that, like, your nose is, it kind of, like, you know, goes up backwards into your face. And so the water runs right up your nose, up your nostrils. I, I'm, it's seriously, it's way worse than, than it looks like it was. Because I didn't think it looked that bad either. That's why I let him do it. Hmm. Well, I got to say, I feel really powerful having influenced you guys to do that. Well, so we actually had done it before you said that. And I heard it the other day. And I was just telling him before you went live. I was telling him, I was like, he said that it wasn't that bad. And I knew that that wasn't true. We were re-listening to your podcast, and then you came live, and we immediately started trying to. Yeah, we were like, we have to, we have to correct them. We have to let them know how awful it truly is. Okay, so you guys had, you guys did this before I said it. Uh, we did this like four years ago. We it was in a hotel bathroom. Okay, and how did it go then? We were at the beach. Um, it, 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 I really, I didn't last. Like I said, it was like a half a 
second, and then I had to. I just turned my head away. It was it was rough. So I guess after four years, you'd forgotten what it felt like, and you decided to do it again. No, 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 no. We've only done it once. I remember clearly what it felt like. I'm not going to do it again. Oh, okay. I'm, I, I'm getting confused by if I'm talking to the person that was doing the waterboarding or who was waterboarded, but... I'm just talking to the person that was waterboarded. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna probably get somebody to waterboard me at some point because I really I don't believe either of you guys. I still think it's it's just fucking water. Do it. Do I'll it. Do and it. I'll, I'll do it. And I'll come back and I'll, I'll I'll talk about it on here. I'll I'll let you guys know if I if it was that bad because it's just water. How bad can it be? Well, well, people drown in water, right? And this simulates drowning. And that's not a very enjoyable experience. I don't get how people drown in water. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I love having a podcast. Can you just say whatever you want? That's what people do on these podcasts. You ever listen to Joe Rogan? He just says stuff. And I'm like, oh, you can just... You mean you can just go on the internet you just say stuff? It's amazing. Um, yeah. Guys, is there anything you want to say to the people at the computer before you go? Um, if you have the opportunity, get waterboarded. Okay, I'm a huge fan of the podcast, Lyle. Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good night. Uh, thank you. You too. I mean, seriously, you can, if you have a pot, you can just say stuff and people will go like, yeah. It's pretty wild. Joe Rogan will just be like, did you all monkeys in, I, Joe Rogan will be like, I heard all, that every monkey in the Amazon rainforest has um, hepatitis C. And people are like, oh yeah, no, I heard that too. 